from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 160 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green. I'm here with my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, Sally Kundas, John Dyer and Kareen Kawan. And we're coming to you on the 30th of December 2023. The main part of this week's episode will be looking back at 2023 at all the phones and all the announcements at what's hot and what's not. And we also bring you an unboxing in our spotlight section where John Dyer unboxes the Zenfone 10 from Asus. Well, how are we all? Uh, Warren, did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, we had a great Christmas. Um, Of course, as I indicated last week or in our last episode, uh, that my wife is out there celebrating with family in Ohio. We had a great Christmas here, and it has come and gone, and I can't believe that Christmas is over. Uh, We have a lot of uh, rain and some mix with the white stuff and all of that, but mainly the big white stuff is in the higher elevations. But so overall, you know, a little bit of a white Christmas, but it's just was a great uh, Christmas for 2023. So I'm thankful that we had a great Christmas and Christmas is now over. Looking forward to the next thing, and which is going to be the New Year's. Nice. And John, how are you? I'm doing good. I think I'm finally getting over my cold, you know, a month later. Um, I'm feeling better. And Christmas was good. Uh, you know, the usual spent time with family. Um, got a, my wife actually got me a new toy. It's a uh, lock, a smart lock for my front door that actually uses fingerprints. So I'm loving that. I've been. I've just been going in and out of my house for absolutely no reason <laughs> because I love how easy it is to get in now. Um, I wasn't a fan of the lock we had before. It, it was a smart lock, but it wasn't the easiest to put the pin in because it, it, it wasn't really tactile. So I'm loving this new one that I got. What about you, Ed? How was your Christmas? Did you get anything fun? Uh, I got some uh, new shocks, uh, aftershocks headphones for those out and about GPS-ish uh, moments. They seem to work pretty well. Uh, we've just upgraded our internet, so we use mobile internet, but I finally got a 5G router instead of going off the 4G, which is fine. You know, it was uh, several tens of uh, megabits per second, but the 5G is a lot better. Uh, so that was good. Uh, we had a good time visiting family up north. Um, although annoyingly on the way back, we had two cancelled trains, which is a bit disappointing. But uh, all was good. Lots of alcohol, lots of food, and lots of cheek pulling. So uh, uh, lots of lots nice. of cheek pulling photos made their way onto Facebook, which is good. Austin, how are you? I'm good. I'm just getting over another cold. And this Christmas was very grand. I, I visited... A- my sister-in-law's parents' house, and uh, we had a fantastic Christmas there. Lots of food, lots of alcohol, and I got a tech break. So I didn't take my laptop and my headphones. I always uh, take them just for emergencies to see on the YouTube channel and see the YouTube studio and things. But this time I decided not to. So it was three, four days without a laptop and headphone, and it was a very deserved tech break. So I reached home very fresh feeling much better 
but then i reached home and did a mistake i had a very chilled beer so i got cold the next day but now i'm over it oh well that sounds like a nice break uh, any cheeks pulled or not no nothing oh that's a shame yeah uh yeah uh, yanak how are things in samsung's facility Oh, everything is good here, despite the weather is getting way colder. Today, it's like nine degrees Celsius. You cannot believe that. <laughs> yeah, winter is coming here. And um, uh, this week's been pretty busy for me, dealing with lots of stuff. And today I was watching The Old Firm. Did you watch it as well? I did, yeah. It was quite a lively game. I do like a sending mm. off in an old firm game. Uh, yeah. So I was happy about that. Which one you were rooting for? I was cheering for Rangers, but uh, without being too yeah. bothered about what the outcome was, but they uh, they came up short. Yeah, I mean, each and every old firm like playing the Celtic Park, they lose it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a bit silly. They don't allow away fans in. They're obviously worried too much about hooliganism, but uh, they need to start letting away fans back yeah, in. It, happen- it happens a lot in Turkey, so I can understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it's part of the atmosphere. Looks good. How are you, Karine? Hello, I'm fine. Everything's going well here. We are also um, having a cold weather, like Saleh. And, um, but it's still not yet nine degrees. It is still higher. And yeah, things are going well and waiting to see the new year. And I want to wish all of us a happy new year and all of our listeners as well. Uh, let's hope that it will be better than the previous ones and that it will be full of some good times. Absolutely. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Now we're going to turn to look back at the old year, which is almost at the end of its life, almost on its way out, and we're just going to cover off a few a few different things. Uh, I'm going to ask Warren if he wants to open up by talking about some of the telephones that uh, were released and that we either uh, did or didn't like. I can't believe that 2023 is almost behind us, guys, and I think it was behind the scenes. Uh, Sally and I, we got it talking about how you know, we feel whenever the new year is over and how we particularly feel sad because the new year is over and all of that. It gets to me every single time that we jump over to the new year and all of that. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, that's going to happen again. And I'm going to be feeling sad like I lost a friend and all of that. But uh, uh, looking back on 2023, we're basically reflecting on some of those things that happened. We had a lot of happenings back in 2023 and particularly the phones and this is one of the reasons why you know android absolutely rocks because you have so many different phones and i kind of feel sorry for you guys on the other aisle you know coming from wherever you're at you just have that one single manufacturer but it's not the same thing here on android and that's what we're mighty proud about because over the year you're bound to have I mean, literally every single month, there's a new phone coming out from someone else. I'm not even talking about the Chinese guys here, but I am so thankful that we have that on Android. And so uh, starting back in 2023, looking at the winter time, um, OnePlus came out with the OnePlus 11 trying to steal uh, Samsung's Thunder with the OnePlus 11 with the uh, latest uh, Gen 2 uh, Plus 
And then, of course, we have the Galaxy S23 that follows as well. And so those are our winter uh, phones that came out in the winter of 2023. And then moving on to springtime, springtime was a very busy time. Uh, Samsung, of course, you know, entered it with the Galaxy A54, which in my never-to-be-humble opinion, probably one of the best um, uh, mid-range phones of uh, 2023. Of course, um, we have the Pixel 7a, which is also there. And so those two, you know, go head to head. And so there's a little bit of a change with the A54 because uh, unlike the previous uh, iteration of the A53, the A54 was a little bit different uh, glass back and all of that, making it uh, departing from that uh, plastic, uh, you know, <laughs> iteration that the A-series are known for. Then, of course, we're folding still, you know, and we have the pixel fold and something that's just, um, you know, we've been talking about for a while and people have been talking about rumors and all of that. Google may bring a pixel fold and finally Google brought that pixel fold. It was plagued with maybe like software problems and all of that. But um, I mean, they kind of tried to fix those things, but maybe a tad too late. Uh, people have moved on. Then Motorola Plus or Motorola H Plus was another thing. You know, we're talking about June here now. We got that from Motorola, uh, Motorola uh, the Razer H Plus, and then we have the Razer Plus, uh, which is arguably, I, I would say, probably the best uh, true clamshell flip phone uh, with the full cover display i mean and and all of that uh coming from motorola and then you know we won't forget the um zenfone 10 plus you know for those of you that like smaller phones i think that's that's it that's where it really hits because uh you know asus knows that people like the smaller phones uh, not everyone like me who likes bigger phones a lot of people want that small phone and so uh, you know, John has the unboxing of it, but it's such a great phone. Um, I'm glad we finally got something like that that we could talk about on our podcast. It's our very first from uh, ASUS, and I'm glad John got that. It's an awesome phone. So listen to John's uh, unboxing and then maybe the review coming on later on sometime in the new year. But so that's what we got for springtime. And now we're moving on to the summertime now, and we're talking about uh, you know, the Christmas tree. You guys remember the Christmas tree? We refer to the Nothing Guys phones as the uh, Christmas tree phone. And so this is the Nothing Phone 2. I actually did an unboxing and a little bit of a review of the Nothing Phone 2 uh, earlier uh, this year or, you know, summer or whenever that was. And then, of course, we will not forget the next Samsung Unpack. Samsung took the stage and they, of course, uh, showed us all the Z Flip 5 and the Z Fold. Those were the uh, phones that Samsung gave us in that uh, summer of 2023. Moving to the fall, and here in the fall, of course, the highlight or the headliner here is, of course, uh, the Pixel event, the Google event, and where we saw the uh, the uh, Pixel 8 and Pixel 8 Pro and then um, 
as if it's not enough, you know, OnePlus surprised us. And this time with the OnePlus open. And then finally, Motorola threw in another razor uh, phone there just to make it fair to close out the year. It's been out like in other places around the world, but finally it came to the U.S. And so basically those would be the phones that came out I mean, the main phones, the big ones, in other words. I mean, there was Sony in there, but I, I frankly, um, maybe able to talk about Sony. I don't. I don't know. Sony, they need to wake up. Uh, they've been at the wheels for a while now, but uh, find a way to bring in your stuff here in the U.S., and uh, it probably will make a little bit of sense. But for me, those are the, the phones that came out uh, for last year, the all exciting phones. And so we're thankful that we have choices, choices all the time here in Android land. If you don't like a particular thing, you have another one to choose from. That's what we got here uh, in 2023, which continues the tradition of the Android phones. So the, on December 11th, OnePlus surprised us with the OnePlus 12. The base variant is, has all the normal storage variant, but the top one will make Warren very happy because of the 1 TB storage the 24 gb of ram and it has oxygen os 14 or color os 14 and it has uh, lots of other specifications like the cameras are all 4k and all those things it it comes with a very big snapdragon 8 gen 3 so that is very good at the 5400 ma battery and all those things. So OnePlus did a really, OnePlus phones are improving, but the only, uh, one of the mistakes that they had done, they have colored, uh, partnered with the ColorOS. So that was a very uh, big mistake. If they were having OxygenOS, I would have bought the phone. And, and, and that OxygenOS 14, is that Android 14 or Android 13? Because I know with MIUI, the version numbers are one out. No, so it's Android MIUI. 14. It is 14, is it? Yeah, it's yeah. 14. Yeah. yeah. Because MIUI 14 equates to Android 13. Which yeah, it's all on MIUI. MIUI, some phones are uh, having Android 13. Those are not supporting Android 14. They only get the MIUI. Yeah, they only get the MIUI updates, not the Android updates. Yeah. So the Android 14 will be with HyperOS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sony Sony did release, uh, uh, well, t- t- their two main phones, the 1 Series and the 5 Series. Uh, excellent hardware again. I, I wasn't tempted this year uh, by the price, but they are, they, are, they are nice phones, but obviously expensive. And I think one, one of the key things, as we touched on, uh, hopefully this will prove to be a game changer in 2024, is the, is the seven years of software updates offered by the Pixel 8 series, throwing down the gauntlet to Samsung, perhaps. Uh, we'll see what they do with the S24, having uh, been ahead of Google for a while in terms of uh, years of OS updates. Google have obviously uh, reclaimed that crown, so hopefully that will drive other manufacturers onto bigger and better things as they release their phones in 2024. Time will tell. Can we also maybe talk about the affordable phones because the technology is evolving and they're also getting better in terms of quality because they're mostly using the MediaTek processors and those new MediaTek processors are able to get software updates and they are much better in terms of camera and storage and battery for sure. So uh, not maybe in the US, but especially in the Europe, Asia and Africa, 
there are some other brands like, as you said, it, Xiaomi, Poco, Techno, Infinix. Those phones are getting even better. And I cannot believe this is getting really nice. And you can get a really decent de device with less money, especially if you're a student, if you cannot afford a flagship phone. Those phones that you get, it's also going to be really nice. And also at least going to get two years of software. But if you get, of course, they're one of the best phones from those manufacturers. Yeah, uh, as you say, get it getting better all the time and more and more choice, uh, which can which can only be a good thing. But one of the issues with this phone are the Realme uh, and other brands in January uh, 3, not very applicable to us, but it's an issue anyway. The software updates, one of the software updates just came and there were a lot of green tint issue with the screen. There was some voltage problem, but then they acknowledged it and they then gave everyone a lifetime uh, screen replacement service. So that is... They have done very nice thing, but the green tint uh, has caused some inconvenience to the people. Now, speaking of Realme, Realme is one of the most sold phones manufacturers in India, isn't it? I mean, it's one of the most in the top. Yeah. And also Infinix. Infinix, they make phones and they are sold, but not as top as Realme. Realme has good phones. I think what I know is uh, Realme is the number one in India and Infinix in Pakistan. Yeah, that can be. And also yeah, yeah, these phones, it. these phones, they come with a lot of bloatware. So that has to be reduced a little because some of the phones they are reducing now, but they come with a lot of bloatware that gives ads and all. So that is another problem. You know, but I think that the yeah. focus of Infinix and Techno, uh, primarily Africa, for example, and I know that a few years ago, maybe a couple of years or three years ago, um, one of them or both were very notorious for putting uh, malware in there and they had to be called out. I hope that they fix that yeah, or else, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. it's just, uh, it's no bueno. So that's the thing. Techno was one of the first manufacturers to give their uh, users under 14 with their uh, Camon 20. 5G Pro device. It was really amazing. I couldn't believe it. Like even before Samsung did. And going back to what Austin said earlier about the uh, OnePlus 12, you know, I think they've kind of set the uh, record here, uh, set the stage here because uh, the others would have to follow. And this is what I like about Android. You know, someone comes in and does something wild, like one. Uh, like what OnePlus is doing, you know, 24 gigs of RAM. Uh, you want to follow, you either follow or, you know, stay behind. And I'm so excited about that because just imagine you have this powerhouse of a phone with 24 gigs of RAM. I mean, it's even better than a lot of computers out there. It's just unbelievable. So I hope that, you know, a lot of other manufacturers wake up and give us 24 gigs of RAM. I wouldn't mind having a 1TB and 24 gigs of RAM, just ample power. I love the sound of it. But do you really need it? Well, the point is, okay, they will say that we have a lot of RAM and we, we are uh, like above everyone in the, in, the, in the competition. However, the thing is that people don't really need this. So according to, to a testing that was made, I think by Android Authority a while ago, they, they just realized that 12 gigs is also more than enough. So I think it is just going, um, like, we, we, they, they, they could just uh, make 
as something else, something that people will really need and will really use. Or they can just put the price down and don't use this 24 gigs of RAM, just not usable anyway. We've heard this story all the time. Oh, we don't need that many uh, much storage. We did, we don't need this, you know, many gigs of RAM. I mean, frankly, if we were to go by that, we'll be stuck at four gigs or whatever. Um, so I don't see any uh, reason not to have uh, gigs, you know, keeping uh, the, the thing uh, rock solid and, and all of that. So there's no, it's better to have more than to have less. So I don't care whether we have uh, 24 or 32 gigs of RAM. I know it's there. So it's the same thing. Yeah, but, oh, uh, 128 gigs is, is enough nonsense. Look, the storage is a different story because uh, you, you can just uh, put whatever you want on the phone because the storage is becoming bigger, which is not a problem. However, when you are talking about RAM and you are letting people pay for this, and actually they will not need it. You know, this is the point. Yeah, but Karen, the, the truth is that the price is still the same as the one with the less RAM. So would you rather have less RAM and pay the same money or have more RAM and pay the same money? That's the, the same price, actually. Yeah, of course. You would be yeah. I think it. I would rather have like, let's say there was a version with 16 gigabytes of RAM instead of 24, but then you had two gigabytes of storage instead of one, I mean, two terabytes instead of one terabyte. For the same price, I would like I would choose more storage over RAM because you could theoretically eventually use that storage someday. Whereas the RAM, you might not ever use it. You might not ever use the storage either. I mean, I think what what it allows as well is for use of phones to evolve. So you know, are phones computer replacements at the minute? Possibly not. But you know, if you've got if you've got a phone with twenty four gigs of RAM, you could you could use that to do some serious video editing or desktop publishing, couldn't you? And you know, with all the AI that everybody is now talking about, the rage is all about the AI, and we want everything to be computed on our phones and all of that. You need all that RAM. So for me, the more storage, the more RAM. Even if you don't use it, is there? I know that that is there. And I'm not going to be lagging or whatever. And believe it or not, when you use a phone that doesn't have enough RAM, you can see the difference, no questions asked. But personally, I think 640K is enough for everybody. You know, you said that. I mean, if you have this like 24, even 32 gigs of, gigs of RAM, even that app crashes, it doesn't matter what, what amount of RAM you have, it's going to still get crashed. But that's a, that's an app crashing issue, isn't it? That, that's kind of a different thing. Still do. That's even those, the, those popular apps get crashed. So you use yeah. only apps on your phone. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, if it, the app crashes, you're going to still get complaint. Oh, this app is crashing on my phone. What phone do you have? This phone with 33. 32 gigs of RAM. Oh, it's crashing, though. But not all crashes are memory issues, are they? Apps crash. Yeah, but crashes are just apps yeah. that will crash. And it has yeah. nothing yeah. to do with, with RAM. But, you know, you have people that believe I need to be clearing up, uh, you know, clearing out my um, apps, you know, from the recent, whatever, because they are afraid of, uh, you know, memory and all of that. That, you know, fixes all of that. But in reality, all I'm saying is that you have that choice. You don't have to get a 24 gigs. Uh, OnePlus gives you other variants of the RAM. If you think 24 is too much for you, don't get it. Simple. But I just love the fact that, you know, they are blazing the trail. And, you know, it used to be that they were the ones that gave us a 12 and everyone else was languishing behind. Look at where we are. Everyone now is jumping on the uh, bandwagon of the 12 gigs of RAM. So 
I say blaze on OnePlus. I love it. And OnePlus also set another record. Like uh, there is a hundred watt wired charging. That is okay. I think the fastest is two hundred or two forty watt. But they also set the record for fifty watt wireless charging. I don't think there is any faster wireless charging than that. I don't believe there's any uh, like what they have. But so you know, these are the things that sometimes we overlook. But uh, I'm glad we have the OnePlus out there. They are the first in so many uh, areas. Um, it's just that sometimes we don't give them uh, enough credit. And it's because the availability sometimes is not as ubiquitous as what we have with other devices. And I'm talking especially here from the U.S. Uh, viewpoint. I mean, yeah. uh, it's only the T-Mobile that, that has them. And it, it's just I wish they could get to the other carriers as well. One of the points regarding the Chinese phones, one last point is all the technicians or the technical review YouTubers in India, they say that phones are becoming very boring, especially Chinese, because they'll launch a new phone every two weeks, every three weeks and have like the same, everything same, just one or two new updates and a new phone comes. So it's getting very, the situation in India at least is getting really boring. Yeah, the the thing is, you know, they release those phones in different markets, so that's why they have different variants of those phones. I mean, uh, here uh, we get Poco, and uh, it doesn't have all of the Poco that's been released, but in some parts of the world, you see all those variants available in those places. So it's all the market strategy. They This is their strategy, so they want to be uh, spreading with lots of different models and different parts of the world. Yeah. Well, Samsung's done that for years. But Samsung is getting less. I mean, they don't have yeah, much problems these days. Yeah, and I think that's pretty good. More. Yeah, so yeah. they more focused on the software and they, they are getting the uh, the hard work pays off. That's what we say. <laughs> you still have your 30, your 30 series, ain't you? Your 50s, some of the lower ends are still coming out. But like, yeah, less less than they were, perhaps. Yeah, sure. Uh, they, they've junked to the J series, J for junk, which is, which is good. Yeah. Uh, a is gone, but now we have M and F. So F is in yeah. India, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A and S, though. Yeah. The ones, aren't they? Yeah. But before we move on to Austin, he's going to talk about AI. We might want to talk about uh, Android software a little bit because this year was not a happy year, was it, Warren, for uh, uh, the Android 14 release? It had a very difficult birth, didn't it? Lots of um, Lots of labor pains on this one. You could call this year a, a horrible year, uh, Ed. Uh, <laughs> I I can't even find a better way of qualifying what this year was for um, Android 14. Uh, I think that one thing I could liken it to would be the Windows Millennium or Windows 8. Terrible stuff. Uh, but everything got turned upside down. You guys remember even the developer preview was actually better than a lot of the... Uh, betas that we have and then to keep messing it up remember we were saying hey it's gonna google said oh july was the last uh beta but uh, did we get two more austin you remember <laughs> i just can't believe uh and then to top it all is the fact that uh the qpr program came out before the final uh, stable release of Android 14. That's how bad it was, folks. So this year it's just been just awful. I hope that Android, four, uh, Android 14, Android 15 would not give us a repeat 
of Android 14, I think in my never to be humble opinion, Android 14 experience uh, was probably the worst ever, ever, you know, <laughs> not even honeycomb was that bad. <laughs> and I remember a few months before it came out, we were having a debate, would it be August, would it be September? And I think Austin got it right, didn't he, when he said it would be coinciding with the release yeah, of the Pixel 8 series. In yeah. October, which seemed like a long shot at the time, but proved to be accurate. Because as Warren said, there were more beaters to come. And I tell you, I'm not going to, you know, place another bit on Google uh, and Android anymore uh, because you never can tell what they'll do because uh, this just was bad. I, I just hope this was just a fluke and it's not something that's going to repeat itself. But other than that... Um, it's just it was just bad i mean let's be honest and we still have problems with it people some people still have problems with android 14 i mean it's now better than what it was but gosh it was such a roller coaster uh with android 14 the beta faces and all of that it just was bad there was a bug in android 14 where if you held down the power button too long or the side key too long while you're using Google Assistant, it would turn off your screen. And they fixed that in QPR 1 or the December feature drop. And I had forgotten about the bug, but then when I just updated to Android 14 on the Zen phone, it, it started doing it. And I was like, oh yeah, this thing. <laughs> and then I'm like, so where does that put uh, manufacturers like that, that don't get the QPRs? Do they have to wait for Android 15? to have that bug addressed or what? Like, I'm curious to see how that kind of works itself out over time or doesn't. <laughs> so when the QPR becomes stable, the manufacturers can uh, pick up that source code from there that fixes the bug and they can integrate into their monthly update or whatever they release. Yeah, because basically, you know, the uh, QPRs, you know, at the last part of it, you know, it becomes the uh, security patch for that month. So if your phone happens to, no matter who the manufacturer is, if they do uh, get that security patch, then it will come along with it. So hopefully uh, that is the case. But uh, some of the other features, of course, uh, exclusives uh, to Pixel, but basically the fixes of this nature will come to those other ones with the security patch of the month that includes that as the final for that quarter. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Going to look at uh, interesting developments in 2023 on Android, and those are in the fields of artificial intelligence. Austin, have you got some things to say about this? This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Going to look at uh, interesting developments in 2023 on Android, and those are in the fields of artificial intelligence. Austin, have you got some things to say about this? So, a lot of AI developments are going on. One of the recent development was Google introduced Bard and Lambda, the two AIs, the two AI platforms, and also in the phones, a lot of AI is being integrated. Some of them are in the camera fields, some of them are Samsung is integrating a new one in the S24, where if you get a call, 
it can translate the text of the caller into 14 or some different languages and you can read it and then you can decide whether you want to answer the call so if it's a robo call a voice whatever the ir or the computer that speaks to you before the call is answered it can translate that and also there is some driving mode where you can tell it to what it should say to the opposing uh, to the calling party and it will tell that for you along with some developments in chat gpt there's a new version out uh, 4.5 even the free version has been upgraded to version uh, 20 uh, to january 2022 update so there's a lot of ai developments so one of the thing is that ai is uh, also a threat to individual jobs like just today google was laying off uh, 30000 employees i don't know if it's related to ai or what but yes ai is going forward and windows 12 they say is going to come with ai so ai is going to come in everything so it's in cameras it's in the phone camera it's in the driving mode it's in your call answering technology and lots and lots like asus is going to integrate it into gaming the rog phone 8 that is going to come recently is going to come with ai for gaming mode so these were some of the short developments in ai in 2023 some of them will be coming out in 2024 uh, at least the first quarter and it's worth mentioning a few apps that have dro- dropped uh, you mentioned chat gpt uh, that now has an official uh, android app there were uh, 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 front ends from uh, third parties but chat gpt itself exists uh, on android and in the uh, in, in the in the blindness specific uh, arena we've had a couple of exciting developments uh, towards the end of the year my my personal favorite is seeing ai uh, from microsoft being rolled out with some ai capabilities um it's it's an exciting app outside of the ai arena obviously but that has uh, the ability to describe images uh you can you can share images with it and have uh different levels of description of those images and be my be my ai uh, a feature of be my eyes was rolled out this year uh, took a little while to get to android uh and and while you can't share images with be my ai yet you can take uh uh pictures of scenes and it will have uh, ai describe those um i think at the minute seeing ai is the way to go uh between those two because as i say you can share images with seeing ai and have them described uh kareen you you're not a, you're not a, an ai skeptic are you but you have a uh, you have you have certain issues with it or or things that we ought to watch out for when we use ai and not to rely on it too much well ai itself is a very interesting development and the the models like chat gpt and uh the one that google is using gemini uh they, they are great and they are helping a lot like in describing images in the uh conversational style when you're trying to to sometimes you're tr- trying to make brainstorming you can use chatgpt it is something great sometimes to correct stuff and a lot of other things but the problem is that ai is going everywhere it is like look at the camera features that were added to pixels ai is altering images it is able to delete things from the from the from the image itself it is able to like always giving you the perfect shot 
which is like impacting the memories of people. Do you remember the days when people were just uh, like using those cameras, which were uh, even not having screens and the photo will just uh, stay with you for years. And then you will remember, oh, I was like this during this time. And oh, like, look, how how were my eyes at that at that moment. So all of those memories, people of this age are not going to, or of this generation are not going to have. This is one point. So AI is altering everything. Other thing, another thing is the which which is we all which is the thing that we all talk about, which is the hallucinations and the the over like the way that overconfidence. Yeah, it is overconfidence. So you you hallucinate, but at the same time you try to convince me that what you are saying is true. So this is a problem. We are talking about image description for blind people, for, for a blind person who is just relying on the description, and you are just giving this person the wrong information. And the the last thing is AI is making people truly lazy. So AI is going to make everything for you for you. It will summarize things for things for you. It will just uh, uh, like um, do your homework. It will do your writing it will do so this generation is um is going to become a lazy generation i think i don't know if you if you agree with me on that but yeah this is one of the negatives of ai and that karen girl i didn't agree with you about ram but here you and i are on the same page you mentioned something about photography for example you know sometimes Back with those, you know, cameras with a little fish eye and all of that, and you take a picture, maybe just capture the feet of the person uh, <laughs> or whatever, and uh, you can fix that. It's what it is and all of that. And I, I really like that idea. But now, you know, with AI, you, you don't have that experience anymore. Everything gets corrected for you and all of that. And then, of course, you mentioned something about uh, you know, dumbing down the kids, and I am right there with you because back in our days, you know, we wrote essays, and you got to research things, and you got to go to the library and did all this and that, uh, making sure that you write your essays right. Now, if you just simply now you just have an AI, you know, write essays for you and all of that. Uh, frankly, I think it's taking away from them what we have. I mean, I thought that. You know, um, our generation was was bad, was dumped down. Uh, when I looked at the curriculum back in the 50s and all of that, uh, you know, like uh, elementary uh, school curriculum, uh, the high schoolers couldn't even shake a stick at or would not be able to hold up a candle up to what elementary schools were back in the 50s. Now, just imagine what is going to be like with all this AI, even college students that are now using that to write their papers. It's such a sad uh, situation. I mean, it's great uh, in other aspects. I love some other aspects of it. I've not been a big AI guy. I haven't jumped on board uh, like Austin and his chat GPT and all of that. But uh, I see where it comes in handy, especially for those of us who are blind. Uh, and like you said, Carrie, and most especially with describing images, someone sends me a picture and I don't know that there was a dark in the background or maybe a lake in the background or a set of trees and all of that. So it's great to finally know what's there in a picture, just like the audio description of movies 
that we didn't know what was going on in the background. You know, now we know that because of audio description and all of that. So I see that AI, you know, playing that role. And it's a very important thing, uh, yet in the same breath, it's a double-edged sword that we need to be very careful about. And like Austin mentioned, uh, Google laying off uh, workers. And everyone is doing this, and it's because of AI, whether we like it or not. It's just a, a sad affair. So you you train the kids on AI, and then they don't have a job because AI is doing the job. Now, who's losing here? It's a sad affair. I mean, it's a great thing. I don't know where to draw the line. It's a curse and a blessing. But, you know, these are the simple things that Warren said, writing papers and essays. Chat GPT can do much more if you tell it to write a novel give it a scene and it will write like pages and pages and give you. Even I tried a demo with ChatGPT. I gave it the script. I gave it like uh, the name of the show, reflecting on 2023, all the phones launching this year. And it wrote a skeleton and gave it to me. Uh, we All we need to do is just lay it down and just fill our comments into it. And the show is ready. So it can script your YouTube videos, your novels and the best thing is the free version does not have any limitations. Yes, the knowledge that it has in the free version is old. It's more than a year old almost. And that is the only point. But my advice for people do not use chat GPT for any health-related things. or I mean, it can tell you the side effects of the medicines or the effects of those, but suggest the medicine for this and this. That should not be done. So while chat GPT can do some things, there are some things where it can make mistakes. And this is very clearly written on the top of the chat GPT uh, page. They also demoed the chat GPT app, I think in the last uh, app bonanza of our podcast. And Google is laying off 30,000 employees. That is the truth. But also there is going to be new jobs, especially for AI development, maintaining AI. So if somebody wants to go into a field and does not uh, is confused on which field to go for, I would suggest that they should do a course on AI and pursue the AI field because there is a lot of scope in AI. So there is something related to uh, writing stuff, which were, you were talking about, which is the uh, ability to write essays and write novels and that, okay, it can write. It can write articles, it can. But actually, the problem is that it uses one way and you are able to see that it is becoming like oh, everything is becoming similar so you ask chat gpt sometimes i ask chat gpt to 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 check my article okay and to do the necessary corrections and i end up having a totally different way and totally different writing which is like it is easy for me to know that this is written by by chat gpt so actually it is enforcing its way of writing on people, which will be a problem when all of the people are going to use this and are going to, to like feel, okay, uh, it's easier. It is, it is like not time consuming, so I'm going to use it, but it will be the problem because we will be having one way of writing. Everything will be similar and people will not check the, the article after that. So we might we, we might also end up with uh, like wrong information. So yeah, it, it is it is a problem. And as we said before, the hallucinations are an issue. So Warren talked about having a, a photo with a dog or trees in the background, and as long as they actually do have dogs and trees in the background. But uh, hopefully, 
it will get better at knowing when it's wrong or it might be wrong and have some sort of confidence rating with it. The, the laziness dumbing down thing is interesting because sort of where do you draw the line when a productivity tool comes on the market? Uh, is, it, is it making people lazy? You know, do people say the same thing about the calculator, the typewriter, because handwriting standards went down? I guess, I guess we'll see uh, for that. But uh, yeah, the, the fact that it is it is trusted and at the same time can be wrong i think uh, are what my major concerns are with it it's funny you mentioned the handwriting thing uh ed because my daughter my youngest daughter and by the way a happy birthday to my little girl she turned 16 uh on thursday the 28th uh so <laughs> i can imagine you know my youngest turning 16 but you know we got it talking about it's handwriting to her then Oh, brother, <laughs> leave my little girl alone. Uh, uh, so you we're talking about, you know, handwriting and stuff, uh, Ed, and uh, uh, she's, you know, we were having her sign something and she's like, oh, I don't know how to do cursive. I just do it this way. And so, you know, my wife and I were talking about that and lamenting the fact that, you know, kids don't know how to do cursive writing anymore. Uh, something that used to be, uh, but, you know, like you mentioned, you know, the typewriter and all of that. Yeah, these are great inventions and all of that. And, you know, I'm not, you know, throwing uh, the baby out with the bathwater here. Uh, AI is great. Like I said, you know, we've got a lot of our potentials and all of that. It's just my concern is that, uh People are no longer going to know how to think anymore and do things on their own and always go for the computer to help uh, help, it, uh, help them with doing stuff, common mundane stuff. I mean, I heard someone talking about, you know, uh, Pi AI or, you know, how it knows their, you know, their feelings and will speak to them this way or that. I don't need AI to be telling me, oh, Warren, don't be sad. It'll be okay. Oh, please, no. Give me a break. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> there you have it. That's just my concern about all of this. But it's a great tool. And like I said, it's hard to know where to draw a line between a curse and a blessing. Or a cursive and a blessing in that instance. You know, from the time autocorrected, everything has come in. People's spellings and grammars have really gone down like anything. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and I guess that's... Uh, that that's a consequence when we have tools to help us with things that uh, we used to do differently. Uh, the previous skill will will decline. Yeah, Austin, you mentioned mentions don't ask Chat GPT any medical issues because you're going to want to go to uh, your doctor for that kind of information. But just think, in ten years, all the doctors will have had Chat GPT write all their papers in med school. Yeah, that is the. I mean, it has even it has even cracked some. Uh, entrance exams somewhere in India, I think, and some other countries. That's why governments are banning chat GPT in some of the some of the countries. I think Canada it banned I don't know where else, but it has cracked a lot of entrance exams. Yeah, I think if it's used to write medical papers though, that will prove to be a bitter pill to swallow for patients. And for those who don't know what is cracked, it has passed or whatever it's called, it's like surpassed the marks that require to for you to succeed in your entrance exam you know john it's funny you mentioned the doctor's uh stuff and i'm not going to mention any names here on this episode or whatever but so we took my kid to a doctor someplace and believe it or not that person was looking up google and so my wife was telling some 
other uh, some of our colleagues at at school, and they were like, "Oh no, we don't go to that that doctor uh, because she doesn't know what she's doing." You know, looking things up on Google. So it's just amazing uh, how this thing is going down, and it's going to be a sad affair, like I said, because. And you mentioned spelling uh, aid, uh, or what I think it was Austin that mentioned spelling. I used to be a very good speller, and I tell you, with the autocorrect and all of that, um, sometimes my spelling is terrible, and I have to use the computer <laughs> to help me uh, spell check my work. Uh, but back in the day when we used typewriters, you didn't have that opportunity of correcting. Uh, your stuff. And I remember the first time word processors came along and it was such a great tool and you can use a word processor, you make a mistake, you can erase uh, whatever. And so look at where we are today and uh, autocorrect going on. I don't even have to finish typing and it knows what I'm thinking of next based on the previous word. It's just amazing. You're listening to the Blind Android Users Podcast. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Let's move on now and talk about other developments in 2023. And I'd like next to move on to talk about our partnership with Accessible Android and the the, the, the strength to strength which Accessible Android has gone to in 2023. And for this, I'm going to pass over to Sally. Well, let's say uh, me, myself, and Corinne, because she's also part of this. So um, it's a great thing that this year brought what brought to us accessible Android, giving uh, becoming alive. I mean, we started locally in 2022, uh, early days of 2022. And our goal was always going global because there was such a need of kind of a website like Accessible Android. There were several attempts in the past, but they all failed for some reason. Maybe lack of community interaction or a lack of proper roadmap or something like that. I don't know what you say, but that's the thing. And then uh, we decided to take this further because people really need something and we also need it. It's, you know, as people say, those inventors say, we need it. So that's why we did it. So it's it's also the same case for Accessible Android. We started locally and then we wanted to go truly global. And the key key for going truly global is partnering with those already in the field. So the Blind Android Users podcast is on the field for, uh, like these days, it's been three years. We celebrated the uh, third year anniversary. It's already three years. So that's the thing we uh, decided to do, getting partnership with Blind Android Users podcast. So that made the content truly available in English in the early days of March 2023. And then in July 2023, we completely made accessible Android independent from our local websites. So it's all about uh, the truly English content and a truly partnership with blind Android users and taking things way forward with this ambition that we have, of course. And Karin, what you like to say? Okay, so actually uh, accessible Android, as you said, is now an independent website. Um, actually, you you did the the first step, which is the the starting of all of this yeah it was something local and then look 
it became uh, a global website. We our aim is to to gather as much as much as possible of English content and to to make it like everywhere, so people from all around the world can use and and benefit from the accessible Android website. And you know that English is the the global language and we we all use it to communicate so yeah and actually it was really an interesting journey so far and i hope that accessible android will have a lot of success in the coming years and that it will be a project that will uh stay and will progress and yeah as as always we look forward to people's contribution, because we all say that this is a hybrid pro hybrid project. So we can do everything as a team. We we are a part of this, and people are the other part. Together, we can make accessible Android the, the thing that we all aim for. Uh, so as always, we, we ask people to share their feedback, to share their um, opinions to share their suggestions and to submit content whenever uh, they can because you know uh, actually if you just submit one app and uh, someone else submits one app and like this so we will be getting hundreds of apps just by everyone submitting one app and this is the the, the easiest thing the simplest the simplest thing to do and for people who are able to write tutorials or guides or tips actually all counts and everything matters and we can together build the accessible android we are dreaming for and you know adding to all that you guys have said it's a community thing like you guys have clearly indicated here so i would just encourage people to you have the app your first step is is to install the app go ahead and install the app and you can literally do just about everything from that app you want to submit an app you could do it from the app so you it couldn't be any easier than that. So let's make it a repository of uh, the apps that you find useful and you want to share with your brethren around the world. Uh, so open up the door to other people around the world to apps that they didn't know of by submitting them here and you know what your review is, what you think of the app, whether it's a good app to use, or what the challenges are and what are some of the ways that one could circumvent uh, those challenges. So that's the whole idea. And so uh, we're looking forward to you guys doing that. And it's such a great thing to see us partnering together with Sally and you know Karen, they're coming in and also just bolstering the whole process and it was such a joy when we had that and i'm looking forward to when we'll have a big uh three-year anniversary uh of this uh partnership guys uh make accessible android what it ought to be it's for us it's not you know for sally or me or karen or ed austin john uh no it's for all of us so let's join hands in making it what it ought to be that's my encouragement to all of you out there and urging everyone uh, to step up and do the right thing and let's get it rolling. I think that could be a great motivation for everyone uh, just talking about where we become. You know, in the very early days when we started Accessible Android, we were only getting a few visitors, uh, like 10 or 20 visitors in a day. And look uh, how it's become. It's all more than 400 visitors daily. So imagine if you submit one app that you like and that you think it's interesting, 
all over the world. They are going to read your app, the fa- your favorite app. They are going to uh, download and use, and maybe they, they will be thankful to you for uh, getting their attention to this app. So this is really something heartwarming, isn't it? No, it is absolutely great. The, the numbers have gone up, and as you say, you, you might post an app that really, uh, really helps someone and helps them uh, achieve something they they weren't able to do, or a tip, or something else. And uh, and while you can post within the app, um, it is obviously a website itself. So if you're new to Android, you're not quite you're not quite comfortable doing things uh, through the app. Get get comfortable, but also don't forget you can hop on to a PC, jump on the browser, and do it that way as well. So partnering with accessible Android is like uh, two sides of the coin. Like so, BAU Blind Android Users Podcast is uh, having audio content, and accessible Android has the written content. We complete each other, uh, as Austin said. We complete each other. So we are for written content, and BAU is for uh, audio content, which is great. And it was really a great partnership. I, I hope that it will stay forever. And uh, actually, just I want to say two things. First, I want to thank Saleh and those who are working behind the scenes with him to make this website always accessible. Whenever there is an issue, Saleh will just be ready to wake up in the middle of the night uh, or at whatever hour the issue will be uh, like found. Saleh will be just ready to work on it and to, to try to solve it as quick as possible. So uh, he, he deserves a big thank you. And now I'm not talking as a member of the team. I'm talking as a person who is uh, a supporter of this project and as a person who is uh, in contact with Saleh. And I know how much he did and others who are working behind the scenes without mentioning the names. And actually, another thing is that is encouraging us actually is the reactions of people. So like two days ago, or maybe yesterday, someone was telling me, hey, look, I shared your, or an, an article of accessible Android in a group. And like, it, it is something that we are getting from people, people saying, okay, we are learning from the things that are on the website. So I think people are really in need of uh, such, uh, like gathering of or creating written content. So. For this reason, uh, Accessible Android is here, and this really encourages us so much to to work on that and to continue working on that until Accessible Android is uh, really the thing that we want it to be. As Accessible Android thanks its contributors, and we also are partners with them. I also would like to thank, along with Warren, the whole podcast crew for coming on each episode whenever someone had to contribute. They contribute. Everyone stepped up whenever we required any help john helped us build the website so thanks to him thanks to all our contributors who have contributed this year all our listeners that listen to us regularly give us feedback and people those who have donated to us uh, this year the donations have gone to registering our hosts and everything else so do donate to us if using the paypal link on the website and the show notes so big thanks to all the people working behind the scenes and the contributors and listeners and also to the youtube team because we had some problems with our youtube channel and we got instant support because we have the over a thousand subscriber mark so we can get human support from youtube team so thanks to them also 
Well, so overall, we just want to thank everybody. You guys have made everything possible. So when we look back over the year of 2023 or look back on the year 2023, it's been a great success in our eyes. And I believe it is also in yours uh, because look at all that we've been able to accomplish. And it's not us. Without you, none of these things would have mattered. None of these things would have come to fruition. And just like Austin and uh, Karen says, you know, um, it's you guys that have made this uh, possible. You've done it in several different ways, uh, whether you know it or not. You guys have been there with us all through it. And we want to thank those of you working behind the scenes, whether you, whichever way you're contributing to us. Uh, you've made this such a huge success. And we thank you so much for doing that. And that we're hoping, though, that, you know, that next year also will be another great year Uh with your support and uh, making uh, accessible Android what it is and making blind Android users what it is. We're looking forward to you guys doing that again. Let's keep a repeat of that. This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing, and more. And we close this episode with an unboxing. And John, excitingly, brings us an unboxing of the Zenfone 10, a flagship phone that will probably be popular uh, for fans of smaller phones. Hi, John here. And today I'm going to be unboxing the Asus Zenfone 10. And the specific version I got is the... Um, 16 gigabytes RAM and 512 gigabytes storage version. So this thing is a beast. It's got plastic wrap on it, so I'm going to start by seeing if I can get at that. Okay, there we go. Now this is a nice size box. Which means this is going to have more than just a phone and a charging cable in it. Which is nice for a change. Alright, got the plastic wrap off. I'm opening the box now. And on top we have um, a cardboard section that you can remove. Let's see what's in here. Open it up. Ooh, okay. It comes with all the books and stuff, but around those books is a case. I'll open this case and see what it's like. Um, it's just a basic case. You snap it on the back. It has some side protection, and the camera hole on the back has a little raised section around it. So, very basic case, but not bad for free. Next, we have the phone. I'm going to set this aside. That's actually that's a pretty good size. Heavy, I should say. It's heavy for its size. Okay going to see what's under the phone. 
have a charger and a charging cable. So the charger is included. It's a nice size brick. I think it's uh, 30 watts. And it has a USB-C charger port on it. So I'm assuming this cable is USB-C to USB-C. Yes. So that's... I'm just going to sit that stuff back down in there. Set this stuff aside, get to the phone part. I'm going to pull this wrapping off of it. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be smaller than it is. <laughs> it's nice, though. I guess there's not that much of a difference between 5.9 inches and 6.2 inches, which is, I think that's what the Pixel 8 is, which is a pretty small phone. I'm actually going to get my Pixel 8 to compare it. Okay, I've grabbed my Pixel 8. I'm going to take it out of the case and compare the size. Huh. Okay. It is a little bit shorter and a little bit more narrow. So it's, it's close to the same size as the Pixel 8. It actually feels a little bit thicker, too. Yeah, it is a little bit thicker than the Pixel 8. So, volume, they're probably very similar. Put the Pixel 8 back in the case. So, now I'm going to describe the device to you. It's So this is the back. Let's see. Does it have a sticker on it? Yeah. Take the sticker off. Because it feels interesting. I don't know what it's made of get this sticker off okay all right yeah it's let's see I'm just gonna this is my fingernails on it. it feels like it's some kind of plastic it doesn't have a premium feel to it the the device has a good weight to it and the sides are nice the back has I guess they went with plastic I mean, it's obviously not metal because this has wireless charging. So, and it's not glass, so yeah, it's plastic. It's got a good grip to it, though. It's definitely not going to slip out of my hand. So, all right, I'll describe the device. Um, I'll start on the right side. The volume buttons are at the top, as they should be. Pixel. <laughs> no, I, I think just about every phone other than the Pixel does it this way. So the volume buttons are on the top right, and below that is the power button, which is flush. So I don't know how I feel about that. It's You really can't feel it at all. Um, I guess once you get a case on it, that part's going to be open because it'll have a fingerprint, because it has a fingerprint sensor, so it'll be easy to find with a case on it. But just having it like this without a case, uh, yeah, might take some getting used to. So that's the right side. The left side... Nothing of importance. The top, on the left side of the top, is a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, which is a rarity these days. And I'm assuming there's a microphone up here as well. Um, can't necessarily feel it. And on the bottom, we have the USB-C port, and the speaker is on the right, to the right of the USB-C port. And there must be a microphone on the left, yeah. All right. And the back of the device, so I've faced... The screen is now facing away from me, and the cameras are 
on the top left. They're a good size. Um, the part that protrudes, I don't know if that's the lens itself or just glass, but I guess I'd say it's about the size of a, using U.S. currency here, is about the size of a nickel, and then the one below it, about the size of a penny. And yeah, the, the one on the top sticks out further, about about twice as far as the one on the bottom. All right, this is the moment of truth. I'm going to turn it on and see what we have here. I'm holding it. Okay, it just vibrated. I'm just going to wait. I won't edit this part just so you get a good idea. Unless it's really long, then I will <laughs> edit it. Okay. There's a boot sound. Now, I don't know if that means it's ready or not. But I'm going to press these volume keys and see what happens. I'm holding them. There Press was, and hold both okay. volume keys for three seconds to use talk back. Gonna do it again. Talk back on. Held volume keys. There we talk go. Talk back turned on. Set up wizard. Welcome. Welcome to talk back. Welcome to talk back. I'm backing out of this. Set up wizard. Welcome. Okay. It did not ask for permission to use the phone, so I wonder if this is an older version of talk back, but it will update itself once we get in there. Let's see what we have on this main screen. Okay, no speech. Drop down okay, English United unlabeled. Okay, that's tap to activate. Alrighty, we have something unlabeled. Welcome. Unlabeled. Drop down list. English. Uh, oh, this must have a proximity sensor. Let's, let's see. Drop down list. That's why I was okay. Let's uh. Let's go. Button. I'm just Double gonna. Tap to activate. I'm gonna hit let's go and see what happens. Me adjust the volume first. Actually. Unlabeled. Let's go. Button. Drop down. Let's go. Button. Accessibility volume set to 64. Wi-Fi. In progress. Progress bar. Wi-Fi. So I've got to connect to a Wi-Fi network. It's not letting me just start set up from a different phone. Okay, so I've got the Wi-Fi connected. I'm going to hit next. Setup wizard. And I sped the speech rate up a little bit. Let me slow it back down. Speech rate 121%. Speech rate 110%. Right. Swipe up with three fingers. This end user license agreement, EULA. Constitute. Next. Button. I'm going to agree to this stuff. Set up wizard. Know your privacy rights. Location information. So more. Button. Confirm. Button. Just going to accept everything. Ready. This may take a few minutes. Copy apps and data. You can choose to transfer your apps. Photos, contacts, Google account, and more. Next button. Okay, I'm gonna double tap. Use copy. your other device. You need another Android device or an iPhone. Or can't use other device. Next button. What do I say next? Find your other device's cable. Use a cable. I don't. I'm gonna say US, I don't have a no cable. cable. Button. Copy without a cable. You'll get your yeah. go back button. Copy without cable button. Copy without cable. Data transfer tool. Use your other device to transfer data wirelessly. Heading. Switching from iPhone or iPad, but can't use other device. Next button. Next. Checking info. In progress. Progress bar. Service. Hey Google. Model update. Updating voice model to better recognize when you say, hey Google. Account setup. Checking info. Heading. Device setup. Open the Google app on your old device. Heading. Copying's done. Copying's done. Heading. In list. And just like that, it's finished. Thanks to the power of editing. Apps. 156 apps were copied and photos and videos copied successfully. I'm just going to go to the bottom right. Done. Button. Out of list. I hit done. Getting your phone ready. This may take a few minutes.
Talkback on. Getting your phone ready. Welcome to Talkback. Welcome to Talkback. Page one of five. Talkback is a screen reader intended for situations or people who have difficulty seeing the screen. Okay. Getting your phone ready. This may take a few minutes. Set up wizard. Protect your phone. It's getting my Scroll. speech rate. It got my Talkback settings. That's why everything's speech fast. Speech, Let's see. speech rate fifty six percent. And my uh, TTS rate transferred over. Speech rate fifty one percent. Okay. Speech rate 56%. This might be more tolerable. Let's see about Prevent others from using this, this. device. Learn more. Set up face recognition. Set up fingerprint. I'm going to do fingerprint. Set up wizard. Add a fingerprint. Your registered fingerprint data will only be stored in... Skip. Button. Continue. Button. Continue. Set up wizard. Choose screen lock. For added secure... Fingerprint plus pattern. Fingerprint plus pin. Fingerprint plus pattern. I'm a pattern guy. Set up wizard. Choose your pattern. Set up wizard. Notifications. Okay. When your device is locked, how do you want notifications to show? Selected. Show all notification content. Radio button. That's what I want. Not selected. Not select. Next. Button. Thought I was going to do my fingerprint. Set up wizard. Locate fingerprint scanner. Okay. Set up. Just putting my fi finger, thumb on the side now here. Now repeat. It's going to do it a bunch. Capture more. It seems to be pretty fast. Don't know what percent it's at. But it keeps vibrating. Okay, I think I'm done. Your fingerprint is ready. Anything. Add another. But next. Button. Next. Set up wizard. Protect your phone. Fingerprint setup successful. Click to set up face recognition. Next. Button. Smart key. Smart key combines the power key and the fingerprint sensor for easier and faster unlocking when holding your phone. Okay. Smart key customization is also available with press and hold or tap twice gestures. To know more about smart key customization, please go to settings greater than advanced greater than smart key. Okay, that sounds fun. Next, button, setup wizard, system preferences, settings commonly accessed by users are integrated into Asus optimization mode to quickly adjust your preferences. Stock Android, unlabeled, button, not selected, radio button, Asus optimized, not selected, radio button. Hmm. Next, button, disabled. I guess I'll do stock Android. I'm assuming I could change this later. Not selected. Asus off. Not select. Unlabeled. But stock Android. Settings commonly. Stock and unlabeled. But not selected. Radio button. I'm assuming this is selected for stock Android. Asus optimized. Not selected. Rate next button. I'm gonna hit next. Loading in progress. Progress bar. My asses. Register your Asus product. <laughs> My asses. <laughs> What the, uh, can I skip this? Serial number. Register your Asus. Get professional tech. Get the latest information. Log in. Button. Forgot password. Next. Button. Setup wizard. System setup completed. Okay, so I just hit next and it let me skip. Now we have... Drive. Google LLC. Google Drive. Part of Google. Unlabeled. Google TV. Google LL. Google TV app. Previously unlabeled. Still some unlabeled things here, so Neat. it's asking me if I want these apps. Google Duo is the highest unlabeled. Let's hit this unlabeled thing. See what happens. Google unlabeled. Okay, so it's vibrating. It's probably checking or unchecking these. Unfortunately, I don't think it's letting me know. So meet Google out next button. I'll just hit next. Set up wizard. Choose a theme. Using the dark theme can decrease battery. Unlabeled button. Dark selected. Radio button. Unlabeled. Button. Light. Not selected. Confirm. Button. Hit confirm. 
system UI, choose system navigation, swipe with gestures, or tap the buttons to switch screens. Okay. Gestures, selected, radio button. Yeah, that's what I want, so I'm just going to go bottom next, right. button. Hit next. System UI, system UI, instructions of navigation gestures. I know this. Done, button. I hit done. Tutorial completed. Good job. I got it, button. Just going to hit I got it. Device unlocked. Se select a home app. Window select a home app. Select a home app. You're this pinching hand close to being done. Finish setting up your phone with Google in a minute. Asus launcher. Nova 7. Let's try Asus launcher. Asus, launcher. Asus phone clone. Skip. Asus phone clone. Yeah. Skip. I don't have another phone, so I'm skipping. Home. Search. And here we are. Clock. Looks like. Gallery. We're all done with the setup. Play Store has one notification. That wraps up this screen off unboxing and quick setup of the Asus Zenfone 10. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much, John. I imagine you'll probably review it in due course, but have you played with it much more since the unboxing? Yeah, I have. Um, I One thing I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention in the recording is the placement of the SIM card tray. It's, for anyone who's curious, it's on the bottom. It's to the left of the... USB-C port, but the SIM eject, where you're going to want to put the SIM ejection tool is to the very left of the SIM card slot, so it's near the bottom left corner of the phone. The microphone they placed on the opposite side of the uh, SIM tray, so it it's right next to the, the mic. The hole you don't want to put the pin in is to the right side of the SIM tray, so you're going to want to use the hole on the left side of the SIM tray near the corner of the phone. But yeah, to answer your question, Ed, I have been playing with it. I haven't really used it much, but I have been like digging into settings to see what it can and can't do. And I've been pretty impressed with how customizable it is. I mean, it's got a lot of things that I like from other phones. Like it has the screen off gestures that OnePlus phones have. It lets you customize, uh, you know, double presses or long presses of the side key and what happens when you swipe on the fingerprint sensor, that sort of thing. So it does have a lot of customizations that, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I look forward to when I get a new phone, especially from a brand that I haven't used before. I like to see what they've added, you know, to their version of Android. Nice. And, uh, that, that one has a headphone socket, doesn't it? Does it also have an SD card? No, it does not have an SD card slot. It does have the headphone jack, though. And unfortunately, yeah. I thought that meant it would have an FM radio, but I could not find one or could not figure out how to get one working if you can. So that was a little bit of a bumper, but I, not, that's not something I use. I just, I just figured, you know, if it has the headphone jack, maybe it'll have an FM radio, but it, it didn't. Yeah. Well, look forward to hearing more about that in due course. All good things must end. Thus, it's curtain drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up, though, we give you information on how to get hold of us.
Well, that is it for this week. As Warren has already said, thank you very much for listening, not just today, uh, but particularly throughout 2023 and indeed before. Uh, We shall see you uh, next week to uh, bring in 2024. Uh, Next Saturday, we shall be recording and releasing shortly thereafter. Uh, Austin, where can people get in touch with us? To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join a mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. Well, that's it for this year, folks. Uh, Say bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining us throughout 2023. We look forward to seeing you in 2024. And we know you'll be listening to this over the New Year's Eve or New Year's, whatever. But we look forward to seeing you next week for our brand new episode of 2024. Bye, everyone. Have a happy and prosperous New Year. And uh, our personal New Year resolution is to bring lots of more interesting content regarding Android to you. So keep listening. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. Goodbye and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. See you next year. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.